The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. I relate so much to the person of Peter. He's often saying and doing the things that I would probably say and do in his situation. He pulls Jesus aside and he says, Jesus, I love the part where you gave me all the power and authority, but I don't like this part where you're talking about suffering because that probably means I'm going to have to suffer too. And so I think to myself, Jesus, I want to be a priest, but without the suffering part. Jesus, I want to be a pastor, but without the suffering part. Maybe some of us, Jesus, I want to be married with a spouse, but without the suffering part. I want to have children, but without the suffering part. We are so averse to suffering, and we exert an incredible amount of energy and time to avoid suffering at all costs. And Jesus reminds us, and He maybe not so gently rebukes us, and He says, that's not my plan. That's not my plan. I think it's very significant that this weekend we had this crucifix lowered a few feet to be more prominent in front of our eyes, hanging over the altar. And every time we come into a Catholic church, the crucifix should be prominent and it should be centered because this is God's plan. God doesn't avoid our suffering. He becomes a man and takes on the worst of human suffering so that we don't have to be alone in our suffering. One of my friends a number of years ago, um, just a very good and holy man, he lost his wife after a long battle with cancer. Obviously just devastated. He was so close. He loved his wife so much. 
He wasn't Catholic at that time. He has since become Catholic. But after she passed away, and even before she had passed away, he would go on retreat to Atchison, to the monastery, just to have some time for silence, time for prayer, time for thinking. And after she had passed away, he was on one of these retreats, and one of the monks came up to him and asked him, can you just share your story with me, how you came to be here? And he shared this story of all the heartbreak that he had experienced. Especially as men, when we receive someone's suffering and we hear about how badly they're suffering, our first inclination is, how can I fix this? How can I change this for you? I love you so much. I don't want you to suffer. Thankfully, this monk didn't go in that direction. He did and said exactly the right thing. And it was this. I'm so sorry. Can I be with you in that? I'm so sorry. Can I be with you in that? We can't take away people's sufferings. But we can at least make it more tolerable by being with them. And Jesus says the same thing to us. As He gazes upon us in our suffering, He comes up beside us and He says to us softly, I'm so sorry. Can I be with you in that? I don't want you to be alone in your suffering. That's why I became a man and suffered like I did. I told my grade schoolers last year that suffering is hard, but suffering alone is the worst. And thanks be to God, we have a God who doesn't want us to ever be alone, especially in those times of suffering. So as we approach Jesus in the Eucharist today, He's going to come into us, and He's going to come near those places where we've been hurting And so if you would join me, I'm going to invite us to ask Jesus where he wants to come and meet us. Maybe it's a suffering from a time back, but it's still so heavy on our hearts, on our minds. Maybe it's a suffering that we have right now in our marriages, in our family, in our relationships, in our work, whatever it is. We're just going to allow Jesus to reveal it to us. Maybe something will immediately come to mind. Maybe something has already come to your mind. As I do these prayers, I usually have my eyes closed so I can just focus. I just get distracted too easily. So if you would, just pray this with me. Jesus, Jesus, show me where you want to meet me. Show me where you want to meet me in my suffering, in my suffering. And we just let a memory come up, an image come up, a person come up. And repeat again after me, Jesus, Jesus, I give you permission to love me here. I give you permission to love me here, to be with me here to be with me here. Jesus, I trust you. 
Jesus, I trust you. Thank you for not allowing me to suffer alone. Thank you for not allowing me to suffer alone. Now allow me to pray for us. Jesus, I thank you and I praise you. You are so intimately acquainted with our suffering and you took it upon yourself and you brought it to the cross and you invite us to follow you on your way to Calvary. We cannot avoid suffering and we cause ourselves greater suffering by trying to avoid suffering. Jesus, we invite you into our suffering right now. Jesus, help us to welcome you as we experience the hard things of everyday life. Jesus, thank you for loving us so well. Jesus, we do trust in you. Jesus, thank you for never allowing us to suffer alone.